Hey, you. Yeah, you. You know, I'm Dozer of the Such Good Shoot podcast, and I just want to tell you how excited we are to be part of the Johnners Podcasting Network. It is home to many great wrestling podcasts, such as Wrestling with Johnners, Turnbuckle Arms Podcast, Rope Break, our good buddy, What Do You Say with DDJ, The Call Up, and many more. If you want just some of the best wrestling podcast action, make sure you just go to WrestlingWithJohnners.com and check everything out. So till next time, I've been Dozer. This has been Such Good Shoot, intoxicatingly entertaining. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Attention wrestling fans. You're now about to listen to the band coming down the aisle. From the main streets of South Elgin, Illinois, with a microphone in his hand and questions on his mind, this is What You Say with D. DJ. everyone and uh welcome to episode 46 of what do you say with ddj as always i am your host ddj don't forget uh you can go to wrestlingwithjohners.com slash what do you hyphen say hyphen with hyphen ddj slash to access this as well as every past episode of what do you say with ddj and uh, as always, thank you to uh, John and uh, for having me become part of the Johners Podcasting Network. There are tons of great shows on there. I urge you to go check them out. I'm going to get right into it. Uh, my guest this week is former WCW star and one half of the inaugural WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team Champions. Uh, I'm talking about Kid Romeo. So uh, we're going to get right into it. Uh, grab your drink, grab a snack, get comfy. Kick back and enjoy episode 46 of What Do You Say with DDJ and my guest this week, Kid Romeo. I'm the Irish Extreme, and this is a What Do You Say with DDJ, part of the Johnners Podcasting Network. <sighs> All right, we are here with another episode of What Do You Say with DDJ, and joining me this week is... Uh, Someone uh, who was uh, spent some time in WCW. In fact, he was one half of the very first WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team Champions along with Primetime Elix Skipper. And uh, that man who is joining me today is none other than Kid Romeo. Romeo, how are you doing this evening? Yo, 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 yo. What's up, Kid Romeo in the house, man? I'm hanging in there, brother. Doing awesome. well. Doing well, man. Thank God. Awesome. Thank God. Yes, yes. And thank you for uh, taking the time out of your uh, day to do this with me. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to get right into it. Uh, My pleasure. Romeo, Romeo, how did you uh, discover pro wrestling? Well, uh, as, as a kid, you know, I was I, I always watched wrestling. I used to, I lived in Puerto Rico when I was uh, little and stuff. And that's where I kind of mm. started watching it with my great grandma. And that's the days we were watching like uh uh, Carlitos Colon and uh, um, uh, Dula the Butcher, Bruiser mm -hmm. Brody, the Invaders, all those. So I started with the flavor of the Spanish there, and then, then, then when I moved, when I was young back into the states, then you know, then I was watching you know the NWA, 
like Ric Flair, Ted DiBiase, you know, all those, the, the whole NWA, Junkyard Dog. Mm. And then, then I watched, started watching the, the WWE. That's cool. So that's, that's basically how I started with my great grandma. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. I started watching wrestling. Uh, my grandfather got me into it and stuff. So, uh, so you get a couple of names that you mentioned yep. right off the bat that, um, really kind of, you know, registered with me were, uh, Abdullah the butcher and bruiser Brody. Uh, what did you think about those kind of guys? Like, what was it about them that really kind of drew you in? Oh, well, you were, I was little then. I was mm -hmm. little then, and he was scary because everything was mm -hmm. bob wire and and fork and all that <laughs> and all that blood and everything. So you're the boogeyman. You're little. You're kind of scared of him and stuff like that. Yep. And fast forward down down the line, many many years. Uh, I went there when I was with WCW once, and then when I let go, I got let go. I made a couple of trips for like the uh, WC the W WC mm -hmm. and uh, IWA. So it's a lot different down there, right? Right. It's it's yep. a lot different. Uh, it's a lot different down there. Um, the uh, what's it gonna say the um, Abdullah the Butcher? I got to meet him, and he was very very cool. Um, mm -hmm. I remember we were staying at the hotel, and he sat down. And he's like, "Hey, Romeo, so tell me about yourself." And I'm like, "Man, I'm sitting here with Abdullah the Butcher, man. It's pretty cool." And the funny thing is, before we, we sat down to eat, he had soup and stuff. He goes like this. <laughs> he put his teeth on, he put his teeth on the table <laughs> wow and he's still working and yeah. but that this is many 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 years already it's been many many years ago so right but that was that was a pretty cool experience uh mm -hmm. you know so so how, how and then how, the how? bruiser brody i got to i i met i met i met the person who killed him uh-huh the invaders right. he was one of the invaders and I, I i got to i got to meet him and work with him now, did you know that he had already committed the crime or by the time when you did meet him and work with him? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is what this is way. Wide. Yeah. When Brody okay. got killed, I was still I was still little when I went mm. over there. I'm, I'm semi younger and uh, right. the invaders kind of older. Now he's really old. Mm -hmm. um, so did you get a chance to watch that uh, Dark Side of the Ring special that they did on Bruiser Brody, uh, the Bruiser Brody story? I, I caught I caught bits and <clears throat> bits and pieces of, of that one, yes. Okay, and what do you what did you what did but, you, you think? Know, of you're it? in a, you're 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 in a, you're in an island and you're and you're and you're the American and stuff like that. I mean, come on, you know things things on an island. It's does it's not like the in the states and stuff like that. Right. Anything in an island is different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. just leave it at that. It's different. All right, well we we'll end up everything uh, everything's different. Gotcha. So uh, when you started watching, when you moved to the States and started watching like the NWA and WWE, you mentioned, you know, like Flair and DiBiase, like who were uh, some of your favorites when you started watching like uh, the American wrestling? Um, I like JYD. I like, okay. the, I like the, the, the road warriors. Um, oh yes, I love them. The ultimate warrior. Yes. I, I like the guys who looked, looked, looked the part, looked the role. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I now, hear you. Now, now, now is 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 kind of change um, mm. somewhat. Um, have a lot of talent, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but that you're looking at the TV and sure they can do a lot of tricks. Mm. And to me, wrestling it's not all about the tricks. And but 
you look at it and like, man, anybody could be at home. Like, hey, I can do that. So that's to me, it's it's taking a little bit of the wrestling and stuff. Like like NXT, everybody looks like everybody's you know they're so tiny, and that's those are the cruiserweights. So you gotta have the right mixture. But mm. that for me, that whole thing, they're everybody's so tiny like that that it takes a little bit of the credibility because, you know, it's always been a big big man sport. You just gotta mix it right, and your and your little guys gotta look, you know, uh, like right. they can hold their own. <laughs> Right, I got you. And I just do a fancy move, okay? And I gotta, I gotta sell it for you, or, or maybe partially <laughs> sell it for you. Gotcha. So, uh, so <laughs> let me ask you this: uh, When, uh, how old were you when you decided that professional wrestling is something you wanted to do? I think I was like twenty-eight, going on twenty-nine. Okay. And uh, what yeah, was I, the... I was, a, I was a late bloomer. I was, a, I was a late bloomer. If I was on the scene, you know, three, four, five years later. I think the outcome would have been different of, of, of my whole career and stuff like that. Right. For sure. Um, just the timing for me and everything as WCW closed, as I am like going like this, it closes. Then all of a sudden I go to WWE. It's like, uh, right. Like, Wait, what's going on? Um, look at the crowd. To me, when the crowd says it all, look at the response, look at the everything and show you they can make and break anybody. But mm. Kid Romeo was all me. It was my name, my idea, my style. I danced in the ring. I started with the glow sticks. That was all me. They let me do whatever I want. In pro wrestling, where especially now, how often does that happen? Not often. Yeah, especially in the WWE. Somebody come in, and, and I, I didn't have a pedigree of I'm an ex-football player or ex-that like that because when you got those pedigrees, they open the doors and they the world's to you. I had to mm. kind of work for it and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I hear you. So, uh, so how did you, uh, how did you uh, discover the power plant as the place to go train? Was it just from watching uh, WCW? I was, I was um, before this is, is no secret. I used to be a Chippendale male dancer. Okay. So I, I was actually coming back from, from Japan and, and Greece and Athens. And uh, my dancing name was Romeo. Mm-hmm. So when I got into the wrestling thing, Jody Hamilton, one of the original assassins, um, told me, uh, what do you call it? He goes, just pick something that's, that you are who, within you. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is who I right. am. So then I just threw the kid in there, put a little attitude on it and stuff. And then, and boom, there, there you go. Kid Romeo was born. Then I started doing the glow sticks on the Saturday night. They liked everything, but my, my production, it was always they always never gave me a good thing how it was supposed to be how I, I had it here but the production just on the saturday night show couldn't get their shit right <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so one of the things but that, was, that was for the saturday night and then uh, and right. then they then they want once they they saw me at everything they, they switched it and uh with between me and jimmy they wanted to do the the kid romeo and they wanted to give it like a like a heel um ricky martin because if you okay. remember, my song was like literally a remake. Hey, 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 Romeo. Yep. And yeah. the WWE channel fucking changed it. I went mm. to see my match and I was like, that's not what I walked out. For some <laughs> reason, they just, they went and changed it. But Jimmy Hart's the one that did all the songs in WCW. He's the yes, one that did. did everybody's entrance stuff. So he redid it. So I guess, you know, the copyrights and stuff like that. But I guess WWE thought something different and, and they changed my song. Gotcha. So one of the things I, I, I did while doing a little bit of research, uh, 
that you did um, you, when you were on uh, Saturday night is, is you actually had a series of matches against someone who I just recently interviewed for my show, uh, Alan Funk. And how was it working with Alan? Alan, it was fun working with him, man. We used to, we used to wail on each other, man. Uh, mm. I like, I like, I was stiff. I was, I, I like to work stiff. I didn't like to work too light and stuff because I didn't want to, uh, you know, I didn't want myself looking hokey, right? Most of the time, so I I lay I go, like they said, you know, I laid my shit in. I remember I clotheslined um, Shane Helms a couple of times um, after we won the championship. I gave him a short arm clothesline, mm -hmm. and when I looked down, his his, his braces rolled, <laughs> oh. all bloody, and his eyes were like literally rolling back. And I picked him up, and I go, "I'm sorry, bro," and I just pushed him up and can't give it to him again, like even harder. And then he rolled out, and I got to the back, and it, this was in Gainesville. Everywhere I was like, "Damn, dude!" Fit Finley goes, "Romeo, don't change a thing. I love it." That's awesome. Fit Finley was very, very snug. He was solid. Oh yeah, I see. He many was, uh, he was, Finley matches he was, in WCW. He, he's a he's a stiff meister, and mm. and that's the way I like it. And uh. then you go to Japan. Mm -hmm. Oh, if you want to get into that in a couple of minutes, that's a whole different story. My real quick, my first match over there, they gave me a snapmare. That bitch kicked me in the back. Uh, my hair stood up all the way down to my boots, so I oh. just fell back. And then that bitch tried to pick me up again. I was like, oh, I just dead assed him. And then when I got up, I fucking lit his ass up because if you don't fight back, they'll they'll eat you up. Yeah, right. you have to gain that respect. Mm -hmm. You have to gain the respect. No complaints. You mm -hmm. can't come out of the ring saying, hey, watch shit, man. That was, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Right. That's it. So, yeah, so you was, was, since you brought it up, let's get right into it. So you had a couple of matches on, um, you know, back in early 2000 on uh, w, in WCW. Um, and then, like, after, uh, you know, after a little bit of a, you know, a stint there, then they did send you over to uh, New Japan to uh, kind of further hone your skills. Uh, so you mentioned about, you know, your first match over there, you know, with the Snapmare and, you know, the kind of, you know, standing up for yourself, so to speak. Uh, what was your time like in Japan? Oh, it was, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. The, the fans, I mean, the fans are great here, but the fans, are, are, they live, breathe, and eat it. They mm -hmm. literally follow you from, because it's, it's not like uh, over here. It's on tours. You go like some tours are two weeks, some are three weeks, and you travel in the bus like that. And then you take like a little break and then, and then mm -hmm. you go, and then you go again. So these people follow you from city to city to city to city to city, and wow. just banging on the <laughs> on the on the um, on the bus. And over there, I used to be with uh, with Scott Norton. Yes, Scott Norton was like God over there at that time. He was like bigger than Hulk Hogan over there. Oh yeah, and uh, he was my buddy, and and he was my workout partner. And he wake me up every day at fucking six o'clock. Romeo, you ready to go eat? I'm like. Uh, I guess <laughs> we go eat, go go to the gym, do our stuff. I come back, sleep a little bit on the bus, and then and then do it again. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun and stuff. And people just bum rush you on the street. Everybody has autograph pads. That is mm -hmm. just a Japanese thing. I think every they have everything that they can stuff something to autograph. They have it. I've seen them come up with stuff out of their, I don't know, out of their ass. <laughs> so okay, so. Uh... What would you say was the most odd or peculiar thing that you signed? Is there anything like really out there? Uh, tits and ass? 
<laughs> okay, all right. That's definitely unpeculiar. Was that a regular thing over there in Japan? Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the, the girls wanted that. Yeah, wow. they almost, it, it, nothing really too pe peculiar. They always have the autograph boards. Right. Like they, if they're like this, they'll like, it's an autograph board and you go to shops and stuff like that. Shops mm. have like, they, they love collecting autographs, for, especially from guy jeans. If you're mm. a guy jean, you're over <laughs> with nice. the fans. Wow. So. They love everything, anything from America. Oh, yeah. I've, you know, I, I, it's one of the things I love about like uh, New Japan and stuff are, are the crowds there. You know, it's just, uh, you can just tell they, they the respect, like, the respect. Exactly. That was the word the I was going to give. They have for the business and for the people and the, and, the, and the punishment that we put our bodies through to entertain the people. They really, really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so okay, so they don't, they don't, they don't like. <clears throat> Go ahead. I was just gonna say, um, one of the things I noticed, like when you come back from uh, New Japan, you actually had a match on um, Jacked against uh, SA Rios uh, and stuff. I was believe that was in February of two thousand one before you went back to uh, WCW for you know the final the final run there. Um, what what was it like, you know, working at you know on that uh, WWF show compared to uh, your time in WCW? They basically told me I could everything that I did that I couldn't do it. Okay, so you were just there to make. I mean, uh, I, I was pulling, I was pulling teeth to to do my stuff. And if you look at the match, the match, it's. I think it's a pretty good match. And everything, okay. I just, I'm not sure. I, um, it's you know, obviously this business is very political, and no. um, I was called jokingly sometimes a heat seeker, just because okay. of my persona. And in my style and stuff, I've been kind of flashy and stuff, and mm -hmm. you know that kind of stuff like that. So that kind of rubbed some people wrong in this history. You know how easy it is to rub somebody wrong. I'm like, dude, this mm -hmm. is my life, man. If I'm flashy, I like I like flashy jewelry or cars, dude. That's my problem. That's not yours. If you're yep. just a truck guy and this and that, okay, man, that's me. But it's not like that. They hold it against you and shit like that. Right, yeah, and also, it. and also back then, back back then, they weren't. It wasn't so big. Now, you know, from NXT, they they go right to WWE and yep. stuff. So it's a, it's more like a transition. It's expected over there. They were looking at you as like, oh, who's this guy? He's just coming into the power plant now. He's over. He's on TV. I put ten years. I put fifteen years on the road doing independence. I'm sorry, man. That's not my fault. I apologize. Right. You know, times change as from now, from me to now, things have changed. Mm -hmm. so. A lot of things have changed, you know. Um, what yep. like what? Like dating. Dating's allowed. They know that you on the road before. They they don't want you to talk to a girl and uh an agent or a booker lighter, you would immediately mm. get heat. That's that's how crazy it was. Wow. And unfortunately, as a Romeo <laughs> Hello, <laughs> I, I, uh, I uh, had to deal with some of those uh, um, misfortunes for talking to ladies that uh, other people wanted, and they went the girl wanted nothing to do with them. <laughs> right, I hear you there. So, so you mentioned uh, going to backtrack a little bit. You mentioned about uh, the power plant stuff. What was training like there for you? Um, in the beginning, it was hell. Mm -hmm. um, let me see. When I finished dancing, I came down. I wasn't sure what was I going to do in my life. I was twenty eight. I went to the um, 
WCW main event that was taped at Universal Studios. Okay. And uh, I just gone back from Japan and Greece from and dancing, and then I saw they were doing the taping the shows there. So I was going for a couple of weeks, and I sat in the front row and I saw Chavo, and then I saw Ray, and I saw um, um, Eddie, and I'm like, mm -hmm. wait. I thought you supposed to be like, you know, seven foot, but then I saw what they were doing in the matches and I'm like, I can do that. So I basically stayed uh, after the show and I waited out in the parking lot and, um, and I talked to everybody and, and everybody pretty much told me that I had a, a, a good look. Um, and they told me what I had to do. So basically I, I just had to be prepared to do at least a thousand squats Mm -hmm. with, with no weights that's a lot my friend they don't they don't oh, yeah. do that to people up there anymore and everything before over there in wcw power plant if you didn't have heart they didn't give a shit what you look like they don't care if you're seven foot tall man your ass is walking out the door with your bag yep. looking back they'll keep somebody that was five foot eight like me and everything that had heart and took all the bumps and everything and stayed until the very end and finished everything wow but they had cruiserweights i was a cruiserweight but the, mm -hmm. the point is that that they're they look to weed out people that weren't really there prepared and everything. Now, especially if you come from a other sport, doors wide open, and they'll, they'll they have more patience. If your guy looks great and stuff and talks great, all right, he might not be able to do a thousand squats. <laughs> he might not be able to pump and do all these things. But so that's how things change now. Now right. they'll they'll work with somebody and build them and stuff like that, you know. Even though they can't wrestle, but it's something to look at and stuff like that. At right. that time, WCW, they just wanted heart. If you didn't have heart, get out. You didn't belong. So, so going back to uh, now you know you're back in WCW, uh, like uh, fe January, February two thousand one. You mentioned kind of about your uh, the gimmick that they had you adopt when you came back. You know, it was basically kind of a playoff. Uh, Ricky Martin, who was very popular at the time. Uh, they paired you with mm -hmm. uh, a gentleman by the name of Elix Skipper, and uh, I believe this was uh, right around the time they announced that they were creating the Cruiserweight Tag Team titles. Uh, tell me a little bit about what it was like working with Elix. Uh, Elix, Elix is an incredible worker, man. He he mm. is super athletic, super talented. Um, he had more tricks than me and stuff like that. Um, mm. He was just super athletic and stuff like that, you know. Um, I think my strength, I had my patent moves and stuff and everything, but I wasn't flipping all over the backwards, all over the place and stuff. I had my cool moves and everything, but I try to use my character and my persona and stuff to get reactions, to work with the crowd and stuff like that. And I think that's what wrestling is all about. Now it's kind of like back and forth. It's like a like a, like a a pinball game, something like that. Mm. They don't slow it down and... Nope. Really work the crowd, man. Work the crowd. Pick somebody in the, in the, in the from the front row and go work work them a little bit. You know that's fun to me. It's, that's what wrestling was all about. Now it's just yeah, seeing every. All right, let me get my shit in. All right, let me get my shit in. All right, go home. Yep. It's different. So, yeah. And it's one of the things I said, I, what I liked hearing out of that answer is you talked about, you know, picking that one person and working that person, you know, working the crowd and stuff. I'm, I, one of the reasons that independent wrestling nowadays appeals to me is because I feel like they do that there. Like I re, I went to a show back in October and um, right around this time, this episode drops, I'll be, I'm per permitting that I can travel because I, when this episode drops, I'll, 
have been uh, about a week or two removed from having uh, mm -hmm. surgery on, uh, on my right knee to uh, repair my uh, meniscus and uh, re uh, rebuild my uh, or reconstruct my ACL. Um, I'm hoping to be able to travel to go to the show in June here and stuff. And one of the things I really love about it is that they, they still seem to, at least where I went, they still seem to work the crowd. And um, I, I absolutely love it. So just hearing you say that, just real, I really appreciate that because it's one of the things I love about indie mm -hmm. wrestling and that. So, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when you were paired with the Elix Skipper, you guys had, uh, uh, you guys were very successful uh, as it was, uh, as you know, I, I mentioned, alluded to in my introduction to you, you guys were uh, the uh, the first. We, we, uh, we, we, we beat like, we, we, we beat like uh, Hall of Famers. Yep, we beat two whole a goat. I beat a goat and and, and a and a and a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and he beat two them Hall to win the Ray Ray Mysterio. He's a yep. he's a goat, and he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. And AJ, he'll probably get into the Hall of Fame there too. So look at there, we beat all those two, and you know how things change and everything. Right. But and you know they they will deserve it. I mean Ray will. I think I lost yeah, you and Yeah. So you mentioned uh yeah. guys beat in the cruiserweight tag team title tournament. You mentioned AJ Styles and then you mentioned Ray Mysterio. What was it like to when um you and Elix beat uh Ray Mysterio and Billy Kidman at uh, I believe it was the last it turned out to be the last WCW pay-per-view greed, you know, and you guys had your hands raised and you were holding the those belts. What did that mean to you? Like how did you feel during that moment? Oh man, I was I was ecstatic, man. I was just Thing. The only thing I was uh, back of the mind we were thinking because we know that's that that this thing was coming to a hiatus and and all this stuff we and we we didn't know who was gonna buy us. There was rumors of this. There was no rumors of WWE. Mm -hmm. So you know it was all great that night and stuff. Just you know thinking about that a little bit. Um, on the downside, it was a Jacksonville. There wasn't much to do. I, <laughs> I I would have rather maybe win the belts in Miami or LA, shit Orlando for that case. <laughs> but uh, it was Jacksonville, so it wasn't like it wasn't a huge celebration, bro. Right, right. It was all right though. But I'm thankful. But, you know, that's that's a uh, uh, it's history. Yeah, it really it's history. It's wrestling is part of wrestling history that nobody can take that away from me. You're right. So you kind of allude. You kind of alluded. To answered my next question here. Uh, so basically, by the time. You guys won the cruiserweight cha championships. Uh, you pretty much you guys knew at the time that WCW was being put up for sale, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At the end, there we, we knew that shit was going on. Mm -hmm. We just didn't know what or who. Right. So, so going a couple weeks after you guys uh, won those belts, you know, we fast forward to what turned out to be the last episode of WCW Monday Nitro. Um, by the time you got to the arena that night, did you know that Vince McMahon had purchased uh, WCW when you got to the arena, or were you like completely taken by surprise when you yeah, got there? Yeah, it, it was. It was in Panama. It was in Panama City outside, mm -hmm. and I remember that night. It was windy, kind of chilly, and it sucked because. The wind was blowing, so there was a lot of sand in the rain. Right. So it's like you're bumping on on sandpaper. <laughs> Ooh, that couldn't have been fun. It wasn't. It wasn't fun. So, anyways, um, yeah, he came. He, they basically told us that that's what it was. Um, we were we were retaining the, we were retaining the titles until uh -huh. it was official official, and then all of a sudden they came in and said, "I was like, I was like, what, what, what?" <laughs> and, and then. Shane came in, in the into the room after after the matches, and he went around the room and kind of pick and choose whose hands to shake. And 
me and Elix got one of these. What's up, guys? Wow. Well, you got you know, and, then, and then that Booker was next to us. Booker got a fucking high five and the whole works and everything. That's cool. And mm. then they got to Ray and stuff. Hey, what's up, guys? Had, had more conversation. We just got to, hey, guys. So you kind of <laughs> knew where you were in the, their pecking order, so to speak. Oh, we, 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 uh, we looked at each other and goes like, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't know who we, who, who we are. <laughs> right. So, so okay, so um, now your were you uh, was your contract of like and pardon me, uh, I I couldn't figure find this out enough, but was your contract picked up by WWE when uh, they purchased uh, WCW? Yeah, for about okay. I think it was like a year a year and a, and a few months. Okay, now did you do uh, now when they picked your contract up? Did you report to like one of their their uh, their like minor league or their training facilities i believe it's like hwa or uh OBW. yeah yeah i went to hwa i hated it okay well that answered my question I hate, there i hate where it was i hate less thatcher mm -hmm. i just i didn't like anything about hwa so okay all righty <laughs> yeah all right yeah <laughs> hey i appreciate the honesty and stuff uh so after your time in uh the hwa you went to uh, you, you spent some time in uh, you know WWC back in Puerto Rico, and then you also had some time in uh, the uh, Total Not TNA. You know the early days of that. So what was yeah it like? yeah yeah I was on, like I think I was on the first pay per view of TNA. Uh, it was a um, it was like a five weight match. Uh, mm -hmm. CM Punk was in it. Me, um, uh, Jerry Lynn. It was fantastic. And that right. was like at the, the at the at the big place, and and they weren't feeling it, and then they, that's when they went to like the the other place, the smaller stuff and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was doing good and stuff like that. Then uh, um, caught some heat, and you know how it goes. Gotcha, gotcha. So, all right. So hit seeker. No, so, I'm sorry. Say that again. Heat seeker. <laughs> yeah. Is that was that, that kind of like a is that what you were known as as a heat seeker? Because it seemed like everywhere you went, you somehow unintentionally most of the time it seems like you managed to drop. Yeah, sometimes heat. maybe I did something to do like that, but most of the time it was just for 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 your persona mm -hmm. and 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 your and, and and how you express it and how you lived yourself. That was my character, and they liked it and stuff. That was just by some of the agents or some of the other talent. Mm -hmm. That they weren't being pushed at that time and stuff like that. Then of course you know how that is and stuff. Then everybody's right. like, oh, yeah, what, a, <laughs> what a fag, you know, and stuff like that because you're dancing and grinding. But I, yeah, but right. I, I was the first one out of the WCW power plant on TV. Yeah, you were. I remember, and I, I was really impressed with what I saw, especially when, like I said before, really enjoyed your run with Skipper. During you, know, you guys were a great team. It's a shame you guys only had so much time to. uh you know, to work your magic and stuff. Yeah, because so, uh, we, knew, we knew we knew each other because we're all we're all from the power plant, so we, right. we trained together. We came up, so we knew we we knew our shit. He knew mm -hmm. he knew he knew what I did. I knew what he did and stuff like that. So very cool. So uh, so you met, so you did you took a little bit of a break, you know, from wrestling and uh, began to work as an exterminator. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, but I just want to talk about here. You came back uh, in 2008, and you joined a promotion called NWA South as, uh, South Atlantic. At just as you went it by as Romeo, uh, what was it? What, 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 how had the business changed uh, at that point in time when you made your comeback in 2008? Um, yeah, I was just kind of seeing where it was and stuff like that. And um, mm -hmm. you know, to be honest, with you when, when you when you break in and you break in at the top, 
Go, right. going in, in, in a regression like that, not being negative or, or, or anything like that. It's just, it's just, it's not fulfilling. And then it comes in like, okay, do you really want this or not? And then you start thinking, man, I could be 10 years in, in the independent, you know, uh, I can't mm. have what I have now. You know, I have a boat, I have a Corvette, I have a nice house and everything doing what I doing something really cool. And I'm a character now. And uh, actually, the kid wrote, I lay low for a long time, never used my name. Now I changed my Instagram and stuff. Now right. every day I got like 50 friend requests and everything is cool and stuff that I kind of like, you know, went on hiatus missing and stuff and just some people, some fans and everything. But now a lot of fans are trying to catch up and they send stuff and everything. So, and, and uh, my business is also taking off at another level. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm pushing them both. So they in, intermingle and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, we did some wrestling commercials. We dress mm -hmm. up. We dress up a guy as a roach, a rat, and a raccoon, and we did all <laughs> kinds. Of, we did splots, and I finished them with a with a frog splash and everything. It's, it's pretty cool. And then I got the belt on like that. Commando, the undisputed champion of pest control. Right. Okay. <laughs> so so we'll wrap it up here um, because, uh, like I said, I got into contact with you, you know, through Facebook, and appreciate you know your uh open communication lines you've been really cool with me and stuff like that and yeah, that no, no, no problem no problem it's, it's my it's been my pleasure it's been my pleasure and stuff yeah and and, and i really liked what i've seen you do because i know you just had the video where uh recently you had on your facebook where you pulled out i think it was like a dead alligator or something like that yeah yeah my, my job is very interesting man you, you yes all kinds of crazy places and all kinds of dead mm. animal and in crazy places cutting walls Going into attics, coming out with a with a carcass and stuff like that, it's pretty cool, man. It's yeah. it's a lot to it, man. You you can't be dumb. There's strategy and there's technique mm. and there's application and you gotta take state tests and stuff. It's not people just think, oh, he's the exterminator. Dude, there is there's so much shit out there to to do. It's not just like, oh, he kills a, a roaches. It, yeah. it goes from there's a lot of shit as you can manage from insect to to animals. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and I deal with all of them and stuff like that. So. So, but, um, so I gotta ask the what is the uh, the craziest or the most like I uh, unreal like thing you've ever seen in terms of like you know in your line of work that you do now like what's the like the one thing like nobody would believe me even if I if I told them or whatever like the most just out I, there thing you've <laughs> ever had with your job your your current profession. I did I did um a dead animal removal from a meat factory. Um, that was very close to one of my properties and they paid the guy to dispose of all the carcasses, the skins, mm -hmm. all the guts, the stomach, the heads, oh. everything. And he went in his truck and dumped it in this walking path behind an HOA community. So obviously with a little bit of wind, it was like the stench oh. of death. It was, a crime, it was a crime scene. It was on the news. So oh. the HOA called me, do you uh, get this job? I'm like, yup. How much and I had to come up and everything. So I was, you know, charging like three grand. It only took me 45 minutes to clean it up. And then two days later, they found another dump on on a, a, a bank that was closed, mm -hmm. but, uh, very close to the meat pack factory. It's like, okay, it's got to be that. I was telling the cops, I'm like, and but they had to investigate. They can't that. Right, right, right. They came to find out it wasn't the the company and stuff. It was the person that they paid to do it. That he tried to save a few bucks. In his pocket instead of going down the landfill which was right down the street that's the thing like two mm -hmm. three miles to save i don't know hundred dollars or something like that he wound up having to pay court charges he went to jail he was on the news and then he had to pay like my fees i mean they paid me but he had to re restoration he had to pay right. all that shit back yeah to save a couple hundred bucks huh 
Yeah, and look what it ended up getting. Ended up, he ended up losing out big time, you know. So just, oh man, I had like heads of of, of uh, goats and stuff. It was crazy. Wow. So, uh, so before I let you go here, um, I'm gonna. I normally when I if uh when at the end of like my end my interviews, I give my guests time to plug like if they have any merchandise, if they if they do like a podcast, if they still wrestle, like. Basically, anything you've got going on in your life right now that you want my audience to talk about. So, be it like in this case, your business and stuff. Uh, this is your time to plug whatever you where, want. Where, um, where are you? Where, where are you at? Uh, based on I'm in. I'm uh, I'm about forty five minutes west of Chicago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll just I'll just throw my Instagram uh, my Instagram out there and 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 um and my website. Okay. And stuff. So you know, I'm sure you got people all around and stuff. And as long as they they hit me oh, up yeah. and everything like that, you know numbers work so yeah that'd be that'd be cool and stuff like that you didn't let me i didn't tell you about my goldberg story oh you know what let's talk about your goldberg story before we get into all that socials and stuff please all right i was i was down in south actually first of all the first goldberg factoid was okay i took the first jackhammer ever in the history ever 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 wow so did buddy lee parker Dwayne bruce he was our he was our coach and mm. he came up with that for Goldberg, um, and um, this is just before they they threw him in the, for the streak. So at that point, um, at that power plant, I was we we wasn't even there yet, and uh, prime time wasn't there. It was just I was, it was just me as far as cruiserweight, the smallest one there. Mm -hmm. So they called me over. He goes, "Hey, let me try this." I thought, oh, "Okay." So he hooked me up, gave me about one, two, three. How's that feel, kid? I'm like, no problem. And then he moved up from me and he finished up with giant reese oh yeah remember, yeah yeah remember him he was a big yes. he was a big dude and he, was a and big he, got boy. Let go, he got let go early in wcw and stuff mm -hmm. unfortunately he was a really nice guy and stuff but work he wasn't the best working i guess and stuff right. he was working at lowe's when i was still wrestling wow no working at home depot wow Okay, so, so there, are some other, there are some other things that we discussed too before recording. So a little fun facts you talked about. Uh, oh, the Goldberg. The other, the other, the other fact was they yes. left. I, 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 uh, I was carpooling, and uh, DDP left, <laughs> and uh, I was stuck in there to like the main event. So that it was only like the Steiners and Goldberg and stuff. So they put me in the limo with them, and and um, we're driving to the next city. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god! And uh, they stop at a at a seven at a McDonald's, and they go, mm -hmm. Romeo, go get us this, 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 and that. So I go, I'm like knocking, no answer. We're closed. Sorry. So I go to the, I knock the window. He goes, I go, Bill, they they don't, they're closed. They won't open the door. He goes, let me fucking see. And he goes over there. He knocks on the door on the window. Open the fucking door. Open the fucking door. <laughs> exactly what he was saying. And you know how quickly they open up those doors and fucking oh, I can only imagine. burgers. Dude, we walked out with mega bags of all kinds of stuff and everything, all free. I was just about to ask, did they at least charge you for it or no? Hell no. Wow. You know the wrestlers don't pay for it for shit. When True. You, when, okay. you go, when you go to when you go to the uh, wherever the wrestlers hang out and stuff like that at the at the hotel bar or whatever it is, mm. everybody's gonna buy you drinks and yep. buy you buy you the shit. You don't spend your money. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So there was one other thing that you were we and I were talking about before we started recording, and uh -huh. I'm a huge I'm, I'm a video gamer. So you got a really cool story about uh, working on uh, a video game. So let's hear about that. 
Oh yeah, there's a there's another factoid. I'm also the first one in history. I got a lot of firsts, actually. Yes, you do. Uh, I I made the first. Uh, I didn't make it, but I was part of making the first video game ever that was made, and that mm. was in I believe in 2000, which was WCW Mayhem. Mm -hmm. And um, it was me, Mike Sanders, uh, Mona. She was she was up there. Yep. Molly Holly. Yep. Yeah. Very and familiar. Dwayne, Dwayne Bruce and mm. uh, I forgot where else it was everything, but it was it was a really fun time. Vancouver, that was really nice. That's um, awesome. The only the only shitty part about that though, it's not like all the other ones and stuff. You know, basketball, you're like this and and whatever you're doing this that. Wrestling, you got to get up at like so early and stuff. Okay. <sighs> Who yep. wants to get slammed at eight o'clock in the morning? Uh, I don't. <laughs> Nobody does. You're not. You're not warmed up. You have no adrenaline. There's no crowd. You're not psyched. It's just like, oh, okay, one more time. Oh no, we didn't get that one. Sorry, one more time. Oh, and you and you had to miss on this move. That's uh, like a uh, corn buster. That's the worst <laughs> fucking move in the world to get. Always knocks the win, win out of you. That's oh. my favorite. Uh, my least favorite move to take. Wow. I usually never took it. If somebody else said, I was, I'm nah, I, I just declined. <laughs> <laughs> if they weren't big enough, I wasn't going to do it. So right. no, I, I didn't have to wrestle anybody that I had to say, yes, okay. I just didn't like that. So, All right. So now that we've gotten the fun factoids out of the way here, Lala, how can uh, fans re uh, reach you? All right, guys. If, uh, if you want to follow Kid Romeo and see his latest adventures, now it's uh, Kid Romeo, a.k.a. Commando. So uh, you can follow me on Instagram. It's uh, Kid Romeo, uh, the little dash, WCW. Kid Romeo dash, WCW. Or you can look me up on my website at commandopestcontrol.com. And I'm going to give you a little bit of an image there. I don't know if you can share or post it, but that's my team there. Okay, yeah, definitely. That's uh. I see you uh, there with a your was that the commando championship belt? No, that's uh that's actually a Naga belt. Okay. And do you know what Naga is? I do not. No, oh, okay. You should know this. Naga Naga is it's grappling. Do you know what grappling is? I've heard of grappling. Yes. Okay, grappling is jujitsu and wrestling put together. So you start okay. on your feet. You take them down, you get points, you know, and then obviously then you're doing jujitsu and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it so it's all like holds, chokes, um, arm bars, leg bars, all that stuff. Just no punches, no elbows. That's where it, it falls through, uh, falls short of MMA. So I won uh, a couple of times when I I'm 52 now. Wow. And uh, when I was in my early 40s, I came back for that and stuff. So I won that. I won that three times. Mm -hmm. um, and usually I, I, I entered the open open means I was in my forties and I was wrestling everybody there in the twenties and I was kicking their ass. <laughs> they would make me weigh myself over again and stuff like that because they didn't say I, I weighed and I, and I did weigh. It's just, I got small joints and stuff. So I looked bigger than, than the rest of them a lot. So mm -hmm. they made me weigh myself and I was fine. Wow. So yeah, I won, uh, uh, that three times. So I beat all the twenties and then the, the masters, I was considered master. That wasn't even a challenge. I wow. beat a a, a, a a brown belt. I was only purple because I was a lot quicker, stronger, and faster than than him. 
Mm-hmm. He probably had more technique, but I it, it wasn't working with my strength and speed. He couldn't get it. <laughs> wow. So well, I've I've had I've had my share of doing a lot of lot of lot of different stuff. Yeah, it's 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 really but now, cool. You know, now now if you saw if you saw my what I'm doing now, command the pest yep. control is yep. a gimmick. I mean, if you look at it, the it's like tights and tights and camouflage with a tight shirt and everything. Like you mm. can wrestle in that. We did all our all, all our commercials that we that they're coming up in that and wrestling with it. I'm like, man, this is great and everything like that. I might be doing a couple of independents with uh with one of my uh my, my my worker. He's a big wrestling fan and stuff. So he's been going up uh in Orlando here at Chasing Ranch. He used to work uh, TNA a little bit and a little bit mm-hmm. WCW back in the day. He's got a school here and stuff like that. That's where we filmed everything. So I, 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 might, I might make a couple of things for to use as promotional thing for for my business now. Cool. The commandos. Duh. <laughs> cool. Well. So yeah, just try to keep well, it fun. You know, not, not I'm not gonna bump for for no for no kids or anything like that. You know, my kids yeah. gonna get beat up. I'm gonna come in on a hot tag and 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 that's it. Win it. <laughs> no well, bumps. If you ever get into the, if you ever start doing shows, you'll please get, pass the, you'll get a stag, you'll get a stagger. That's it. Yeah. Please What's pass that? along that the information for any upcoming shows that you do. And I, I'll be sure to promote them on a few future episode of uh, my show here and stuff. So, but, uh, all right. Well, I think that's all the time. That's everything I needed. I wanted to talk to you about. And I just want to take a moment again to thank you for your time and sharing your stories of, uh, your time in the ring and your time, uh, you know, doing what you do now, the pest control, uh, wish you, but nothing but the best in the future. And, uh, Definitely hope to have you back on my show sometime. All right, man. Yeah, anytime, man. I'm a phone call away, man. I'll thank you to all my fans, and I appreciate it. And don't forget to follow me, Kid Romeo Dash WCW on Instagram. You guys heard it here first, Kid Romeo. Da- it's Kid Romeo Dash WCW, right? Yes. All right, Kid Romeo Dash WCW and on Instagram. Uh, the Romeo- hyphen, whatever you want to call that little line, the lower yeah, there you Yes. Go. Gotcha. So. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Romeo, my man, thank you again so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And uh, you ha- en- have a good day and enjoy your uh, upcoming weekend here. All right. Thank you, man. Well, to all my fans, love you guys. Thank you, bro. It was very cool. Very cool. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is pro wrestling sensation all day. Marshall Rocket, and you are listening to What Do You Say with DDJ all day. Thank you to King Romeo for coming on and uh, chatting with me. I really enjoyed talking to you, and I hope that uh, you, uh, my audience listening to this, enjoyed the interview as well. Uh, be sure to uh, reach out to him uh, via social media, and because uh, he's a good guy, and you'll like interacting with him. And uh, yeah, that's about all the time I have this week. Uh, before I go. I just wanted to make sure to uh, let everyone know you can go to uh, slash what do you hyphen say hyphen with hyphen ddj slash to access uh, not only my show but so shows like such good shoot and uh, the JB and Ewok show uh, the C, uh, Steve Aaron, C Red uh, Power Hour, and all the great uh, 30 plus shows that are on this network. You will not go walk away uh, empty handed. All right. Well, that's all the time I have for this episode. We'll see you in a week with a brand new episode of What Do You Say with DDJ. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. If you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags of Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean. 
Stephen and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then, Thursdays at noon, take a look back at the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. We live title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8 p.m. for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network. Here at Toiletside Wrestling Talk, we interview the top wrestling stars on the independent wrestling circuit with questions including, who exposed you to wrestling? Were you nervous the night before your first day of training? Did your family support your wrestling dream? Are you a witch? For $700,000, would you legally marry a horse? Have you ever cried from a Vin Diesel movie? These questions and much more on Toiletside Wrestling Talk.